This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on uh, yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. If you one of them niggas who only trust what you can touch when you see me, give me your pound and shut the fuck up. I am the man. Why somebody just text me and fuck my whole flow up? I am <laughs> the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? And you was at the end. I know. Uh, Sierra just texted me talking about uh, the episode dropping Monday and shit. Okay. Hey yo, it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side landlord, the Prada PA, High Chief Dame. Don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, welcome back. Shop Talk pod. What? Well, one thing you can say is we don't pre-record these shits. They live yeah, every week. I know some niggas who don't actually do they 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 um no they just press a button they and let press it go. the button. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's not what we you get some authenticness. Over yeah, there. because we're not immune to human error Thanks. every week in this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode one thirty nine on you all. Yeah, yeah, and we back. And um, this is a special episode because we have braved a winter vortex to get here. The polar vortex. Yeah. Though. Now, when I told you last week that it was going to be some days, it was going to be like 10 below. You're like, nah, nah, nah. Then you looked it up. He's like, oh, yeah, on Tuesday. But niggas don't realize like how fucking cold 10 below is until that shit shows up. Yeah. And then <laughs> like it was negative 15 feels like negative 34. Yeah, that windshield windshield factor, is that what they call it? Windshield. Okay. I always thought it was the windshield. Windshield. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck does it got to do with the windshield? It just makes that shit even motherfucking yeah. colder. That one day I woke up and the high was negative four. I woke up one day at like about four o'clock to use the bathroom. I just looked at looked at my phone. Yeah. And the high today was negative four. We were already at negative seven. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's all downhill from here. So, like, I, I had looked and I knew it was going to be negative thir- 13. Well, high of, like, negative four and a low of, like, negative 13 on Tuesday. Uh, no, was that Wednesday? Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday. So I took, the, I took the day off. Okay. Like, on Sunday night, I looked. I was like, oh, I'm not coming in. I feel I'm you. like, I'm not coming out the house. And I didn't come out the house. Um and it was cold as hell that did night. Did your car start up? It did. Okay. But I like I warmed it up for twenty minutes. Cause one of them days I went to start my car up and it was it was acting like she wasn't gone she wasn't gonna go. But the thing is like you you know after ten minutes it cut off 
and then you got to do the joint again. So I got to be like on the watch. Like I set the alarm like, hey, in 10 minutes, go turn that bitch back on. So I get to the car. It still ain't warm in that. No, no. It's after like, 20 minutes, it's tolerable. Yeah. But it ain't it ain't warm. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I had to soon I had to get in there, put the seat warmers on. Like, man, it was, it was some for real shit. Shout out to my kids who did not go to school a day last week. Shout out to them, man. So I've been thinking, I think we some haters, dog. We are. We like, are. like niggas are like, oh, man. When I was, they in make school, these kids weak as hell. It's like, I when don't, we we never went to school and it was that fucking cold. Like, like stop lying to yourself. Like, why are we? Why? How did <laughs> niggas turn into them people? That when I was your age, because we because we old and got boy. Kids. When I was in high school, I used to walk up to like literally. We sound like niggas. Like I had to walk uphill and it's twenty miles of snow. 20 hey man, remember when it used to be real cold? You just stand at the bus stop and turn the other way man. and just let the just let the cold air blow past you. Yeah, man. So, uh, but we never went to school when it was that cold. Like, stop fronting and stop mm-hmm. lying to these kids. Facts, and you know. At, at the very least, them schools in the city ain't got no heat in there on a regular day. Right. So when it's negative 15 degrees out there, you do not want your child in there. And y'all niggas went to the old buildings, the old Mumford, Facts. the old Cass, all that old, like, the malls, it wasn't warm. Yeah. It wasn't warm. I Don't put you, them babies through that shit. I bet you it was warm back then because that's the same building. <laughs> right. <laughs> now it's the really, really old insert school here, so... No, man, keep them kids out of school. Yeah, my babies didn't go to school one day this week. And now, don't nobody, like, walk to school no more because there's not really schools in the neighborhood. So nope. that means there's a there's a different type of commute. Yeah, either you on a bus, somebody dropping you off, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I know kids take, uh, the kids that live up the street from me, they take a lift to school every day. Where? Yeah. How old you got to be to get a lift? Nigga, I didn't. I don't think there's no age. Like, they parents stand outside and watch them get in the car. Like, I don't know. I don't either. Well, they they appear to be like, let's say like 11 or 12. How comfortable? Like what's, can your children take a lift? I let my oldest take a lift. Like he had a little date. In high last, school. Though. Yeah, he had a little date last year. So I mean, I paid for the lift for him to get there and come back home. So your daughter's what, like 11? She, my, my daughter's 13. 13. She's not getting in no motherfucking lift. Yeah. Nope. So how about when your son turned 13, can he get in the lift? It's a little bit different. I feel like, I mean, it's, it's still some of the same dangers. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, but like I feel like no, I I'm can, just asking. No, like my 13 year old son. Nah. I think if depending if, on where he's going, if push came to shove, I think a 13 year old boy would probably fight, and a 13 year old girl would probably not fight. Yeah, and I'm, my baby ain't gonna I know be that no. Probably vi- sound wild. Yeah, but like that's I love all my kids, but like my baby girl ain't gonna be no victim. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like my son could. At least fire on the nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's been really, really cold. And uh, shout out to the DLT. Uh, that's Department of Transportation uh, for non-city folks. Uh, they had free rides these two days. Yep. So, like, you can get on the bus for free, which is pretty dope because I'm pretty sure people was on the bus just not to be outside. Yeah. Like, I would ride this. I would just keep driving in circles. Um, unfortunately, I read something in, about Chicago where um, – 15 homeless people froze to death. That's terrible. Like, wow, man. They were offering free rides to the warming center. Yeah. And even Lyft was offering free rides to the spot to we, warming center. Well, we uh, helped out at yeah. NSO and all other stuff. Man. And shout out to Jackie because I saw her doing a fundraiser this week for yeah. uh, hand warmers for mm-hmm. the homeless. I think she's still doing it through like the middle of February, if I'm correct. Man, socks and, and socks, hats, 
and and, and gloves are cool. They they're 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 your extremities. So that's where the heat is escaping from. So that's what you need to to be the most warm. I always remember that picture when we helped out last year at the warmer center. That brother that was in there with shorts on mm. and had like knee high socks. Like three, four pair and a pair of sandals. Yeah, man. Was walking through the snow. So I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself warm out here. Yeah, man. So what you think about? So listen, we going through the whole little polar vortex, winter, whatever, whatever. It's cold as hell. They controlling that weather. And then, ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Everybody phones going. Oh, on. with that bug. An emergency alert warning system saying that uh, the consumer's energy is asking everybody to turn their heat down to sixty five degrees or lower. For the rest of the Until week. Friday. Friday. Uh, well, number one, I live in the city of Detroit. I don't pay consumers. So I didn't touch my shit. So listen, for one, I thought like 65 degrees or lower, like is this not for, this not for black people? <laughs> no. Nah. Like we, we, we can't survive. We are, <laughs> we are tropical people. You know we are. Saying? We are. We are tropical people. But then I'm like, dang, because since I moved back in the city, I've been paying consumers for quite some time. Like when I was in Warren, when yeah. I was in Southfield, when I was in Royal Oak, when I was in Oak Park, I've been paying consumers. And when I seen them, I'm like, dang. So that's our neighbors. I forgot that I wasn't paying consumers though. So I, I turned my heat down to seventy. I turned my heat down to seventy, and I, um, after I finished watching, I was watching Netflix. Okay, <laughs> uh, I was watching Netflix. So. Moved into the bedroom, applied a little space heater, whatever, turned it down to 70, whatever, cool, 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 cool. Then I go to the bathroom, and I open my bedroom door, and it's freezing out there. Dog. Yeah. And I got all horrible floors. I don't have carpet in my house at all. So you, as soon as you touch your feet to that fucking floor, and you it And it was at that very moment, I was like, I don't have consumers. <laughs> 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 like, literally, when my foot touched the floor, barefoot touched yeah. the floor, I'm like, I don't have consumers. Back to 74. So, you know, I'm like you. I, I got hardwood floors all over the crib, too. <laughs> and, my, and my bedroom is like an attachment to the house. Yeah. So it's already don't get the same type of heat circulation, no way. But I ain't even bothered to turn my shit down. I'm not. So apparently earlier in the day in Mount Clemens, one of the, the consumer natural gas facilities caught fire. And allegedly, and I use that word allegedly, uh, lost like 67% of the natural gas. Right. So they was like, look, fam, we need everybody to turn it down to 65 or lower or ain't nobody going to have no gas. And then they start, you know, people go online and start, you know, wigging out. I'm like, well, listen, man, it's, for the most part, it's just me in my home. Maybe, let's just say maybe I could kick it, uh, take it for at 65 I got children in the house. Ain't no way. No. I got older people in the house. Like, ain't no way. And at 70, when it's negative 15 degrees outside. 70 degrees ain't really as warm as you want it to be. It's not actually 70 degrees in your house. Right. It's it's cooler than that. You know what I mean? So, And that furnace still blowing all fucking night. Then, like, well, dang. Then DTE was like, they was asking for it, too. I'm like, are y'all just trying to save? Because did y'all have a fire, too? Cause like DTE sent out an alert or something. Uh, DT via the websites and um the different articles that like DT was asking that as well. And then apparently they was trying to say like curtail your power usage. I'm like, well, if we gonna turn the heat down and we can't use space heaters, like what y'all trying to do? Hey man, DT ain't say shit to me. I ain't I ain't stop. So uh, I turned back up to 74, fam, and uh, I slept peaceful throughout <laughs> that night. Now I didn't come out the house that one day. Yeah. So the next day. 
because I thought I was being proactive taking the day off. I should have took two days off. Yeah, you should. Because uh, I took my ass outside and I'm dressed slacks. <laughs> I might as well have been out there. I might as well been out there, bitch, in hoop shorts. <laughs> it was not. Uh, it was not good. Fam. You, you don't fuck with no long johns. I didn't know they still made them. I went to Twitter, like, do they still make long johns? Nigga, I I had like a fresh pack of long Man, johns. I, so uh, late, later on that day, I left at work and went and got some. Did you go to Dunham's? No, <laughs> there they, I went to uh, Myers. Okay. Up on Telegraph or whatever. But, like, uh, man, this cold ain't no joke, fam. Nah, man. It's, it's not. Like, the shit ain't f- nothing to play around with. They say if you was outside, like, longer than 10 minutes, you'll catch frostbite. Ain't no way. Like, it hurt going to the car. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I've only been that cold one time in my life. And that was the that was the other record for being as cold as it was. And this is about, you know, five, six years ago. Uh, it's cold, fam. And, it's just cold. So I had to work late Thursday night. So tip. So I went out to my car to warm the shit up, and I left my cell phone inside, and I left my coat inside because I parked right by the door. Like, yeah, literally, I can walk right ten feet if that. But then my key badge wouldn't fucking work when I tried to get back in the building. All the blinds was closed. I had to walk all the way to like to the back. Man. Other building to get in, and I was dying. I did that on Thursday too when I was coming in this building. <laughs> Cause like uh, this, the window behind you, like you can see, yeah. I, I park over there because I can warm up my car and I can see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there is no key badge on that side. Ah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to walk around to the other ones. I'm like, it's more important for me to warm up my car when I leave here. And it was it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal, fam. I but, was just uh, lucky that somebody was coming out the door yeah. when I was trying to get back in after a few minutes. So Yeah. But I took the day off because I was sick and tired of the cold and I was sick and tired of motherfucking work. Well, tomorrow it'll be 41 degrees. This is like a heat wave. Man, I'm bringing the rim out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's going to be like 50 on Monday. Like, how you go from negative 15 to 50 in, like, three days, fam? It's like a 60-degree difference. Michigan weather, dog. It's, it's like a 65-degree difference, dog. Yeah, that's some bullshit. It's Michigan, fam. Like, literally, one day, you'd be freezing your ass off. The next day, you you throwing up some shots in the backyard. And it'll be cold like this until, like, April. Yeah, dog. So. This is the same. Like, we, we've been living in Michigan, like, 30-plus years. We go through this same shit every year. And every year, I'd be like... I don't know how many of these winners I can take, and every year I'll still be in this, uh, this, this This week I wanted to move to Georgia. I can I can see that. I've been thinking about moving to Georgia in general because, like, really, it's a uh, if I was gonna move to another place, like it was either gonna be Georgia or somewhere in Texas. I don't really. I like Texas. I love Dallas. <sighs> yeah, man, but uh, I was thinking Georgia. Cause it's relatively warm all year. It still get a little bit cold, and I'm I'm a city boy, so yeah. I, a little bit of cold is cool with me. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. This was one of those weeks when I was like, uh, I would definitely uh, move to Georgia. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it was just it ain't never been cold like this as long as I can remember. But I'm not leaving Detroit. So, man. all right, man. So uh, interesting week this week. Yeah, I know we say that every week, man. But uh interesting week this week. A so, lot of content. Facts. So listen, the other day, uh I guess this was probably like Tuesday or whatever. I'm at the crib and Vanessa FaceTime me. 
And I'm like, so necessary. Yeah. So I'm like, I look at the phone, and I was in the bed, not like in the bed bed. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, like, but that don't normally just like Facetime out the blue. Like, let me answer because like something could, could be something. Yeah. Her Fonzo was cool. Kids, I. Right. Yeah. So she like, um, you heard about it? The bug. I'm like, you heard about this thing with the iPhone? I'm like, no, what you talking about? Like, I called you because I just knew you knew about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was on Facebook and something about the, so like, before you answer the phone, I could hear you. I'm like, what you mean you could hear me? It's like, before you answer the phone, like, I can hear you. And then she explained, I mean, by now, everybody know about the yeah. damn bug and whatever. I'm like, fuck out of here. Let me try. And then she told me what to do. So I called back. Well, even when I hung up the phone, she said she still heard me. And I understand that. So I'm like, boom. I called, uh, I text Nene, like, hey, look, uh, I'm about to FaceTime you. Don't answer. Right. Did the same shit. It worked. I can hear what the fuck was going on. I'm like, oh, this wow. So Vanessa called back and I hit end. And then I still heard her voice. I'm like, what's going on? I looked over to my bag. I got my iPad in my bag. So her voice is still coming through my iPad. So mm-hmm. boom, turn my iPad off. And then, like a couple seconds later, I heard a voice coming from my uh, from my office, and it's on my it's on my uh, iMac. I'm like, dog, this is crazy because it just it literally was jumping from boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then when I call uh, Didi and like, I saw her video from her phone. Like, so not only was you listening to the audio, like when you hit the end or quiet, video popped up. I'm like, dog, this is wild. Like, this is like... Super. Yeah, they had to fix that shit. I'm like, dog, this is super wild. And then everybody, you know... Then I started te- I start testing on a lot of different people. I'll probably, <laughs> so I'll probably, like, help spread some kind of bug or something. My daughter got me this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Listen, man, answer all your FaceTime calls. Because they're going to be listening either or. But but Apple removed the... Yeah, they turned out the group group, FaceTime. group FaceTime. And you know what? One thing that... That that gets me about that group FaceTime as bad as niggas wanted that shit, motherfuckers barely use it. I mean, I use it. How? But like, remember before we had group Face? Yeah. Oh, that's the last thing they need. Just group FaceTime, niggas. You don't use group FaceTime that much. Yeah, I mean, it's not like an everyday thing. Probably once a week or so. I got two of the homies I uh, talk to, uh, Jenny and Ash, or uh, you know, in the. The, the homeboys I hang out with, it's about nine of us, you know what I'm saying, with something going on. Uh, like, we've been in a group thread, right? Yeah. And jokes is flying. Some of this stuff just can't be typed. And somebody start a thread. I mean, somebody start to FaceTime in the group thread, and then everybody get on there, get these jokes off, and then everybody go back to their lives. I feel you. I use it with my kids. Or, like, you know, it just leaves no evidence because I'm not typing some of this stuff. No, I feel you. <laughs> but, like, you know, I don't have my kids half the week. Yeah. And say, like, my – we want to all talk to my dad or something. So I use it for something like that. It's cool to have. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to like, if worst push came to sell, I'll do it on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But let me tell you something. I don't care what my iPhone lets you listen to. <laughs> guess what? I'll still never go back to Android. You had, you had an Android before? I did have an Android. Jesus after, Christ. After my Blackberry, <laughs> I had a Blackberry. And then after I broke my BlackBerry, I'm Chuck shocked. Was, no matter of fact, I think I shamed you into getting an iPhone. You I did. About you it. did. I had my I had my BlackBerry, and I broke it at Chuck E. Cheese with my son, and I got a I got an Android, and I had the Android for like six months. 
because this was before like you could get an iPhone on all the phone carriers. For like two hundred dollars. Yeah, this shit, this shit was still like AT and T. This shit was still AT and T exclusive. And I did. We were still working together, and you did like shame me. Man, I used to shame the hell out of people before. Before you know, I'm iPhone everything, right? Yeah. But before this, I was Palm. It was trios. This then you had and Palm. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had the trios for a long time. Even I used to shame niggas with Blackberry. Like y'all got to get rid of this shit. I love my Blackberry. It's not. It's not as good as this. I loved my fucking Blackberry. Um, I would not get that. Sh- the only reason I gave that shit up because I broke it. Now the BBM, I was kind of envious, so I did grab one. In addition to, I had like three phones at one point because, you know, I was out here yeah, moving and shaking. I feel you. It happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, dog, uh, that, that, that bug shit was wild. And, you know, I'm an Apple guy all day. I can admit when, some, when players fuck up sometimes, fam. They do. Players fuck up, too. But uh, let me go go to this post by uh, Trinidad Ant. And, uh, <laughs> I know a post you're talking about from Ant. Shout out to the homie. All right, uh, I don't care if iPhone had a glitch to empty my bank account, made me musty, and allowed my <laughs> girl to reach through my phone like credit Freddy Krueger. I wouldn't be caught dead or alive with Android. And that's losers. That. <laughs> <laughs> Simple enough for me. It is what it is, man. I flipped the switch on the FaceTime, turned that shit off, and uh, and I've always told you got a you got a laptop or a computer at the crib or like a desktop or. I got a desktop, but don't nobody fuck with it. So I, mean. I got like I cover the camera on my computer, on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Me on my laptop as well as my iMac, because you know that bitch like built into yeah. the screen or whatever. I always cover my shit, dog, because I used to hack nigga shit. <laughs> so I know it can, if I could do it, it, it can be done. I mean, you can damn near Google anything. Facts. All right, man. So let's get into some of the shit that's been going on this week. Okay. Uh, What's I, the first thing we're gonna tackle? Uh, I told niggas I was gonna make niggas mad on this fucking podcast, and I'm kind of I'm kind of angry at some of you niggas. Cause what was our episode last week about, dog? Group think. Like a whole, we did a whole fucking episode about group think. And niggas not thinking for themselves. Yeah, and we was like, why when a story comes out, why would we share that shit immediately and not think about it? No, like, do any we, research, do any due diligence, just immediately post it and go with the first thing that you see. Yeah. So. During this week, I just kept seeing Jesse Smollett. How you how you pronounce his last name? I think that's it. Smollett. Yeah. Smollett. I just keep seeing y'all post this man picture and pray for him. We stand with you and all this other bullshit. And then I read the article like, man, that shit sound fucked up. And then immediately I had questions. Okay. Because the story was like, dude flew into town. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. He wanted to uh, go to Subway. And he got jumped. Subway's open that late. Red flag number one okay. in, in, my bra- in my brain. I mean, out of all the things that you can eat in Chicago. At 2 o'clock in the morning. You want Subway. But hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? That was red flag number one, though. Uh, he got beat up by two guys in MAGA hats. Um, and they put a rope around his neck. They put th- a noose on his neck. They threw bleach on him. Threw rope around his neck. Had a MAGA hats on. This is the first story that, I, right, that right. We, we all read on TMZ. Um, and said this is MAGA country and dipped off. I'm like, first off. To me, that shit sounded brutal as fuck. I'm like, nigga, it is polar vortex out here, fam. This was like Tuesday. Chicago was cold as a motherfucker. It was like a record. It was like negative 20 normal, not the feels like. And then it like felt like negative 54, like damn near all week over there, right? So 
why are you outside? <laughs> like, who who are these two random guys who just happen to be standing outside in the coldest at two o'clock in the morning? It's not getting no colder than two o'clock in the morning. No, that just happened to have bleach and rope, and decided you of all people. So I'm like, dog. That anyway, I look at the story and I'm like, dog. That's fucked up. That that's happening. You know what I'm saying? And in, in 2019, all this bullshit. But I'm like. That shit just and I was asking one of my homegirls, so we we talking talking to Jenny and shit. I sent her like, man, this time this wild. Then I was like, subway step at two o'clock. Like I didn't want to just come out and be. I like, I mean, that was the first thing I thought. Like, nah. But like I don't know. I, I don't live in Chicago. Maybe that shit do. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But I'm like that shit just didn't. This shit just wild. I just, I just had questions, so I didn't want to like jump out there and post pictures and. Making my fucking avatar talking about I I stand with him and support him. What what the fuck ever. Yeah. And and then the police the next day like, hey fam, we went through hundreds of hours of videotape and we can't find this shit. Fuck like we not saying that you ain't get beat up or something ain't happen. But the story that you give us, the story that you gave us, fam. We got some more questions for you. We got more questions, fam. Like we we went. Forget just the the subway tape. We went through local businesses. We got bus stops. Because everything is taped. And it's 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 cameras everywhere in Chicago. Yeah. Like, fam, where are these niggas at that you said? <laughs> then today it comes out like, well, technically they didn't have MAGA hats on. They just said. Um, this is MAGA this country. This is MAGA country. I'm like, well, that's not what I read on TMZ. No. Can we get TMZ out the, out, like, out the paint? Or did the story change when that shit didn't start adding up? I think it more so changed when it st- when it started not adding up. Anybody who's been questioned by the police before, and this is just my experience, I've been questioned by the police before, and they take an initial statement. Yeah, they do their research, and sometimes they will circle back and say, "Well, Mr. Johnson, you said this, but we're not able to corroborate that information." Yeah, like you you said they ran down this street. Well. This camera's all down this motherfucker. And, yeah. Uh, and it's downtown Chicago. And anybody that's been to downtown Chicago, you know there are cameras every fucking where. You can't walk up the mile without cam- without some camera catching you. All I'm saying is this. I don't know what happened. And I'm not going to pretend to know what happened. What I do know is you niggas jump out the window quick as fuck. You yeah. heard a fucking story and you immediately made that nigga a meme and like start. I stand with him. Like, would you get some information? But from? there were a lot. You saw this story on a lot of a lot of news outlets and you saw even a lot of celebrities. I think Steve Harvey had commented on it. I can't remember who else kind of jumped out immediately uh, when the fo- when the story first broke. I've been around on this earth 37 years. Long enough for me not to believe everything that a motherfucker tells to me. I don't care how good it sounds. I don't believe really much of shit off of off a of first story or just face value. I don't believe shit till shit happens. Fair enough. Believe you used to believe uh, half of what you hear or none of what you hear and half of what you see with social media. Now I can't believe like, shit, nigga. To- Cause I know you niggas, I know you niggas will lie about the smallest shit, right. let alone the truth. So I mean, I don't, I don't believe shit when it first comes across my timeline. All I'm just saying is, we did a whole fucking episode about group thing, and, not, and you niggas are still stupid and not jumping out the window. And like, what does that mean when you make a nigga your avatar and say, "I stand with you"? Now what? Nothing. 
Like who, <laughs> nothing. Who is the creator of these shit? Because like immediately there's like a who told y'all to do that? Like this is what I be talking about. Like who? Somebody else said it and shit just spread like wildfire. And you know I look at it even on a smaller level when niggas do like all these challenges and shit. The you know if I get a if I get six hundred likes I'm gonna jump into the snow. Or we gonna do a, a say go on challenge or whatever song or beat is hot at the moment and niggas do similar shit like this. Like I don't I don't understand how things grow wings and grow feet so fucking quickly. Like where I just gotta be involved or I just gotta move with the wave in this direction. Like to me that shit is just beyond me. It is though. Um, I, I don't I don't get it. Um, I I just I just don't get it. Like. Why y'all all want like you just doing that because you want to appear compassionate or you want to appear that you for the likes for the likes. Everybody want likes. Everybody want recognition. Everybody want to be part of something. That's all that shit is for. It's just for the likes and the attention. Why we, if why, I put the hashtag, I'm going to get a couple extra likes. Man, I was thinking about something today. Why we be liking pictures from strangers? I mean, is it a big booty stranger? Let's just say it's a. Some Instagram model, insert Instagram model here, right? Mm-hmm. Big booty, blah, blah, blah. Like, why we go and like the picture? Because it's appealing to us. Huh? Like, so what does that do after that? Like, she's not going to, like, see it and be like, oh, that's Dame. Like, it, it does it, nothing. It, it literally does Because nothing. after I like a picture, I'm just I'm, keep moving. I never, I typically I'm, don't go back through my history I'm, of likes. I'm literally never going to see this again. Yeah. Like, so what is about, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some endorphin that's released i don't, I don't know. know but like with people that you know when you say like you like hey that's my man's that's i you. i want to i want to show support i'm giving you the nod to saying hey i like you know what i'm saying hey yeah. i like boom, boom boom but like with strangers and shit like why are you liking these random pictures i don't know and i can't not like it though <laughs> <laughs> i mean and then instagram knows what the fuck you like like you like a couple of the same type of man we we talked about this before how does Instagram know that it's ass and titties in this picture? Because <laughs> I like it. So when I go to your Explorer page, right, and yeah. they, they show you these are all pictures of ass and titties because that's what you like. <laughs> right. But who told the computer that what was in this picture was ass and titties? <laughs> like how did the computer know? Yeah, this one thick. I'm going to sit it his way. <laughs> oh, this some shit Jay likes. Some like. type of algorithm. <laughs> it's got to be some type of algorithm. You didn't like. 10,000 pictures like this before. But there's a machine that looks at a picture. That scans this bitch and be like, mm, nipple, double Ds. Nipple alert. Nipple alert. Tattoos. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> like, that's wild. So I'm about to start searching cats on Instagram. And or, see or you know what the other weirder shit be? Like some shit you talk. Like, nigga, we was just talking about that beard oil. Yeah. Nigga, when I pulled up. Oh, shit. When I pulled up my page, <laughs> that's all. There was beard oil and shit there. Man. That's wild. It is. We were just talking about that shit. We were literally just talking about that. Uh, so, we'll to now, right? So, last week we were talking about um, Black History Month. Yeah. And me wanting to support Black History Month. And we were had a discussion regarding Killer Mike's trigger warning. Yeah. And something that I took from there was Black Fridays. So, today, being... Friday, the first Friday in Black History Month. Right. We record this on Fridays, if y'all didn't know. Um, I'm buying black and only black every Friday out the month of February. 
Okay. I'm going to try to adopt this and just be like that, period. But we want I want to give black. There's so many amazing black owned businesses that we never highlight. Facts. And I just want to um I just want to keep the dollar in our own community for for a hot second. What killer Mike say a black dollar six minutes. Six I thought it was six hours. Oh, I probably said six, six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not long at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, nigga, give me that dollar right back. <laughs> the black dollar revolves around six hours in African-American communities. We want to keep that black dollar around a little bit longer to help some of these businesses thrive. And Killer Mike made a very good point. He said just because you get bad service one time, you can't write off the fucking business. No, I say I had this conversation with one of the homies in the group, man, because they be so ultra negative towards black businesses. And every time something happens, see, this is why I don't support black business. No, that's not. That's not. You don't support black businesses. Because, because you don't want to. Because you don't see them as equal. You think that white people are better than them. Because how many times have you went to McDonald's and they fucked your order up? Nigga. Have you said, I'm never going back to McDonald's ever again? No. Have you sworn off the entire company? How many times you went to Myers and that bitch was dirty or some shit? You know what I'm saying? Or somebody got an attitude with you at the bank. Or when you called in Comcast or called in DTE and somebody was angry at you. Did you did you not fuck with Comcast ever? You know what Not I mean? at all. You called them back the next month. Now, granted, I seen my mama do this shit, right? Back in the day, we used to have direct TV. No, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. We had Comcast back in the day. Uh, and she called, and the person was rude to her over the phone. She unplugged all the fucking boxes and took them bitches right up to on Linden, whatever, and got went to Circuit City. So you know it's a long ass time yeah. ago. Got Direct TV and never went back. She said this shit can't never come back in my house. The only reason the Comcast came back in her house because you was getting that shit for free back in two thousand and three. Because I used to work there, and guess what? And she still kept her Direct TV. Man, like it wasn't until years later why I finally got them to get the internet and service or whatever. Yeah. Like when I moved out, or whatever. But like she was like, "Listen, you got one time to disrespect me like that." Like come on, she was a she was a, she was about her word, you know what I'm saying? So I always keep that in my mind. So like if somebody pissed me off or do something to disrespect me, like I, I said on the, on a few times before, like I've never re respected somebody. Right, it's gone. And I mean, and that's that's her word. I mean, if that's how she chooses to spend yeah. her dollar, that's fine. But I think Most just people. Yeah, I just think overall as a view, like, yeah, we all have bad fucking days. You know what I'm saying? There there are places I love to I love to go eat at. And I understand a waitress might have a bad fucking day. Oh, that wow. doesn't mean I'm gonna stop eating at this spot. Oh wow, a human act like a human one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we so, all have our ups and downs. So I mean I don't think it's fair. You know what I'm saying? Because you get you get poor customer service. I've had a places. bad day up here at the studio. Like, I've been late for sessions. I slept through a fucking session <laughs> that I was supposed to record somebody. And, I mean, they didn't write us off like now. We tried to make good on it so we could continue their business. But, I mean, shit happens. Yeah. So, uh, and I really, when I'm doing business, I always think about that. Like, I, I never want to be, like, I don't want to go here because they were unprofessional or they weren't this, whatever. So, that really sticks out in my mind. But, Speaking on the black businesses or whatever, so I'm trying to buy black on Fridays all through the month of February, and I want you guys to do it too. But in order to do that, you got to know where to buy some black stuff. Right. So um, we got tagged in a whole bunch of stuff uh, this week, and I still want y'all to tag. I didn't get a 100% chance to to research all of them because I don't want to just – 
throw stuff out there. I may or may not, but I did. Oh, I do want to shoot shot a, a couple different uh, different places. Um, so today I went to Pasta Bowl um, on Six, Six Mile. Mile. I love Pasta uh, Bowl because they black owned. Yep, um, and it's freaking great. They have amazing food there. Yeah. Amazing food. Amazing food there. You know what? Did you know the L. George's on Northwestern is black owned, right? Yeah. That was like the first one was on Six Mile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they own the one right there on uh, Northwestern. I'm like, I feel great that I can go to a black owned Coney Island because it's not a lot of them. No, it's not. We all eat there. It's a Detroit staple, but n- very few of them are black owned. Uh, so I got to keep that in mind when I leave here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's on the menu. Because, uh, uh, I mean, where else am I? I, have, I? I can't go to the grocery store to grab nothing to eat. No. Because I, I didn't prepare. <laughs> so I'm not going to Myers because it's not black owned. But anyway, uh, I want to give y'all some place. So you can go there and eat. There's also um, a spot, Sweet Soul Kitchen. It's uh, exactly in Waterford. Uh, but it's a, it's, a fat, it's a soul food place. And the food in there looks amazing. The decor in there looks amazing. It don't look like it's not your average. Okay. Um, and it's black owned. Um, you can find them on uh, on IG um, at Sweet Soul Kitchen. Okay. Um, also, there is a black owned grooming company called Golden Grooming Co. dot com. Um, so instead of me using Carmax, I'm buying some of the the lip balm. From the black man. Yeah, I saw he had some uh had some other beard balm that, that was our theme before we came on. Yeah, we were talking about the beard balm or whatnot. So I'm gonna have to try it out, man. See how see how it works out. I'm trying to do I'm trying to grow like a big stupid dumbass beard. That's cool. I mean, that's that's all I got for that. I'm yeah, just trying to grow a big cool. dumbass beard. So But uh I know there's a bunch of different places that you need to to go. I mean you need to and eat. Sierra said my beard felt felt rough she said she felt like yaki number five yeah <laughs> and i thought the bitch felt very soft so i mean I, she's a hair care professional so i'm gonna take her word facts uh cc's beauty basement okay. yeah so black uh, owned business black owned business and you know what else back you know what else is a black owned business shop talk podcast shop talk podcast studios is a black owned business 100 percent black <laughs> yeah black owned and operated so Holla at us. I mean, you book some time, you're going to get one of our black asses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any event, so, like, I know a lot of black-owned businesses, like barbershops and stuff like that, and a lot of different clothing companies. But, like, if I say don't buy buy black on Fridays, you need more than clothes in your haircut. So next week, we'll be able to just point out different places that you can go for food. Right. Uh, oh, webuyblack.com. Um, it's a website that you can actually go to and buy like um, toothpaste, different grooming products, everything that you want to buy from 100% black owned batteries. Like this, battery, really? battery companies that are black owned that you can use, cell phone companies that are black owned that you can actually use. Get and some buy Crippa stuff. Cola up in here? Facts. I want some Crippa Cola. I want to try it. You know what I mean? So. That's definitely uh something that we can do and that's what we gonna that's what we gonna that's what we own all month. And then I'm gonna try to continue it. Period. You okay. Know what I'm so uh I wanna get that joint in. So let's move on to our topic. It's two things I wanna discuss today. Two really good, interesting things that happen. Um I mean we just mentioned a cripple cola. Why don't we just yeah. walk right into Killer Mike's appearance on a Breakfast Club this week? Yeah. So it was about 
So that's somebody that I want to get in the studio. Is Killer Mike? He's on my he's on my list of my 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 bucket list of interviews. I think we can make it happen. Um, but the conversation is really going to be about public school, private school, black bourgeoisie versus the hood, and what is quote unquote better. Uh, what is quote unquote better, and how 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 we looked at it. So. Killer Mike was talking about his how his children go to public schools, mm-hmm. and he don't think, uh, from his point of view, until a child's like thirteen, you shouldn't put them in a hostile environment. hostile environment, public. I mean, school. And Envy was like, "Well, look, I've been been in private schools my whole life, the whole nine yards." So, what's your, so? This is really important to me, or been on my mind heavy lately, because I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago, and you know, she grew up in Southfield. Well, she went to Southfield schools or whatever, and and um, somehow we got to her and said she's she never been to a DPS, even when she lived in the city, she never been to a DPS. Okay, Detroit Public Schools for folks listening. So I'm like, I've never been to anything except a DPS. Okay, I, I've I had no, I have never had an experience other than a Detroit Public School, and like during your formative years or whatever. And do you think it matters? If you're in a Detroit public school or if you go into a private school? Uh, Well, you know what? I've been on both sides of the fence. I've mentioned it on the podcast. I went to private school from kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. Yeah. I went to St. Mary of Redford, which is right in the middle of the hood, Grand River and St. Mary's. And I believed at that I believed at that time like I had some type of advantage. You know, I, I thought the education I was getting was a lot different than my friends that were going to public school. Just when we would talk about things that they were learning, it might be something that I learned the previous semester or maybe like a year ago. But then after eighth grade, I graduated. I didn't want to go to Catholic school. I didn't want to do private school no more. I had an incident. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody that was very close to my family went to CAS because mm-hmm. my dad went to CAS back in the day. My uncle went there. But I, you know, they was older, so I never put the right. the correlation with it. I had somebody that was close to our family that was in high school, went to Cass. He played football. He said, "Look, I want you to come to this game and sit with my girlfriend and let her introduce you and like you know move you around, show you people, show you things." I went to that game. I had never seen so many grown ass looking black girls in my life. I came home. I didn't know shit about Cass, but that's where I wanted to fucking go. Did you feel more at home, more comfortable around? Well, you went to was it? it was it was my school was primarily like St. Mary's was primarily all black. Okay, so I mean it wasn't like I wasn't around other black kids. It was just a smaller, a much more controlled environment. I went from a school that maybe had four hundred kids in total to when I got to Cass, it was a thousand of us in ninth grade. So let me ask, what do you think? the motivating factor of private schools being different than public schools? Uh, private school, what I feel was like a more nurturing and controlled environment where I couldn't skip school. You know, if I if we weren't in school by first, first hour, the school was calling the house. Um, you know, I had a more intimate relationship with like my teachers at, at that time because they knew me. From kindergarten, moving all the way up, my sister went there. They they knew us. I mean, I had the same teachers primarily year in and year out. I knew who my teachers were going to be for that next year. So I had a different type of relationship with them at the school. And rarely, 
did we get like a lot of new students? So the people that I started there with were the kids that I, I essentially graduated with. So let me ask you this then. So when you went to ninth grade and you went to Cass, what made you start skipping school? I had a lot more freedom. That was just the biggest thing. Like nobody was checking for me like that. Like if I wasn't in first hour, oh shit, you just down in you wasn't I wasn't in first hour. So I mean, I just had a lot more freedom to move around, and that's what kind of and then my it was a different a different peer group. My friends were skipping and they was going to Big Boy on Jefferson for breakfast. Shit, I want to go too. So. What I kind of think the difference, because like I don't care, it I don't me personally, to an extent I don't think it matters where you go to school. I think it matters on the child. Yeah. Because I know like some amazing people, and you do too, that went to DPSs they whole they whole life. Yeah. Facts. Went on to go to insert prestigious college here. Now runs fortune 500 company here and do all these different things. And like we went to the same schools where. Some of us paid attention in school. Some of us. It was self-motivation more than anything. Locked up, dead, jail, in the streets, doing whatever, whatever. And like y'all both went to the same part, the place. Like, so the, remember the, the, the beige history book? Yeah. Like that's the same history book. It, you didn't get like a different version of that book when you was in Catholic school. No. It was the same book that you got here. So like, I think the difference in the motivating factor is, the mind state of the parents who would put their child in private school, which means I'm a different, I'm of a different mind state. So I'm a different, I'm, I'm, I probably parent different and my relationship with that child and how that child grew up is different. So now when that child goes, cause y'all in an all black school, it ain't, y'all wasn't good. Y'all wasn't bad. Cause y'all was black. Cause often, oftentimes that's what it is. Yeah. You in public school, you black, you bad. You in private school, you white, you good. So you in a private school with all black kids and y'all did what y'all was supposed to because y'all respected and y'all had to, like, I think that's an individual thing and not an institution thing. Yeah, and I think it, we all came from, like, similar backgrounds, similar upbringing. But, like, as a, on the flip side, as a parent, I've had my kids in charter school and then I've had them in just regular DPS public school. I feel like during their, all of my kids went through charter school for, like, say their first few years of school, like kindergarten, first, second, third, probably up until like about fourth grade. And, you know, granted, all of my children are raised under the same house per se, but they all had different personalities and they all and they all learn completely different. For two of my kids, I think charter school was probably great for them. They came from very small environments, um, no more than like 15 kids in a class. They stayed with each of their teachers like two years and I think that that grew a, a different relationship for one of my kids. Like she just my daughter, she just adapt. It don't matter where she at. She going she going to learn and and adapt and get to it. It wasn't, you know, that she needed such a nurturing environment, because when I put her in a regular public school, she still flourished. She was still able to. I think she flourished better because it was, you know, less of us like she's a I want to say like a star, but like she's a. She's not introverted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she attracts people to her. She likes to be the center of attention. She's fairly popular where she is. And I and I think going to a larger school gave her that opportunity to flourish a little bit differently. And I was thinking about this. Like, I think you are going to be who you're going to be no matter who your parents are, no matter what kind of upbringing you have. And the reason I think that is like so myself, 
my brother and Netta, we went to the same elementary school. We went to the same middle school. And shit, we, I went to Cass. Netta went to Cass. I went to Cody. My brother graduated. We went to the same high school. And all three, and we grew up in the same house with right. the same two parents or, you know, the, the same faith-based everything. And we all three had totally different paths. Right. Netta went on the traditional route, went to, went to Fair State, uh, did law school for a minute. Doom. My brother went from high school directly into the plant. I went to like, uh, I went, I did the school for like one semester. Then I went to trade schools. I wanted, cause I'm into electronics and computers and shit like that. We all went to the same stuff, had the exact same opportunity, the same teachers. And you all it, got a different experience out of it and wanted different things and for we yourselves. All got three different personalities and went three different routes. And I don't know that that would have been different if all three of us would have went to a private school. Like it would have been like whoever you was going to be or who he's going to be. And I, the argument between envy and well, the discussion, I won't call it argument discussion between envy and Mike was like, like he was saying, well, my, Envy was like, well, my kids do real estate. They do. They 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 talk about this. They into real estate. He into holding his business and blah blah blah. But because that's also what you're into. Facts. And he was like, well, I went to I went to private schools my whole life. I thought I had an advantage, and I did this. I went to Howard, or whatever. And he was like, but nigga, you a DJ? And I, I'm not knocking that. Yeah, you play records. Like you went for your passion. You didn't go. Like it didn't matter that you had all this Ivy League shit. You like hip hop music. You fucking DJ. And you're an entrepreneur. You could have did that shit without that. Like right. you went after what you went after. And the the thing was like, I don't want people to discount the public education because it can be just as good. And he was examples like I went to the same school that Martin Luther King went through. He was like his family lived in my neighborhood. I he went to this. Says, Show me a nigga smarter than, than Martin Dr. Luther- Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's different because like. That's like saying, nigga, I went to this. This school is the same, the same school that Coleman Young went to. This is the same school that Kwame Kilpatrick went to. Right. Like, Dr. King is something to us, but they from Atlanta. Like, that's their man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so people from out of state, they don't know about Kwame. They know about the scandals and shit, but like, Kwame's a very intelligent nigga. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A great he got order. caught up in some bullshit, but yeah. I mean, on the surface of things, he's still a very intelligent person. And this whole thing was like, yeah. Cast Tech has a very long list of esteemed alumni. Yeah. David Allen Greer, Lily Tomlin. Uh, like my aunt graduated from Cody and was a public school teacher until last, or a year before last. Two of my aunts were public school teachers. So, like, I hear all the time, like, well, you know, the school teachers, they don't care anymore. No like, that's not fair. There are some, that's like any job. You got some motherfuckers that just do just enough not to get fired. And it's like, so once again, I don't have children that's in, that are in school, right? right? So I don't know what y'all see when y'all go, but I have definitely been to parent-teacher conferences uh, when I'm dealing with women who got children or whatever, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I don't, and I've gone to the, I go to my, my aunt's school for their little career days and stuff like that and just be in the school. Mm-hmm. When we was younger, via, um, when we was younger, we would go through, uh, what you call it, summer school. Yeah. And we'd be there with them and whatever. Like, I see different teachers and interacting. And I know friends that I grew up with who are now teachers. And I have conversations with them. I'm like, teachers get like a bad rap. We just assume, oh, them teachers don't care. Like, what do you have to prove that? No, you got, I mean, 
Can I think of classes and teachers that I had coming through high school that teachers just didn't give a fuck? Hell yeah. But then I had certain teachers that are still embedded in my mind because I know I learned this in Miss So-and-So's class because she drilled. I know how to write a, a, a decent paper for Miss Dasgupta class because she drilled that shit in how to write a paper. You know what I'm saying? I know about the periodic table from Miss Blake class because she was my chemistry teacher and she drilled that fucking shit in. I know about the basics of economics and supply and demand from Mr. Apple class. Nigga, what? You know what I'm saying? Mr. Apple didn't go. I re- The reason that I'm able to, I mean, we be talking shit on the podcast, but the reason I'm able to have an intelligent conversation and I can write well, so when I'm at work composing emails, com- writing paragraphs and writing stories and dip because my English teacher, Dr. Roberts, like I remember verbatim and there's some kids in there that wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. Like it's a personal thing. And like, I think it's a parenting thing, but, but like I said, how it even relates to work. We know certain people that's on our, that at, at our job, that's on their job. Yeah. If I need information, I need to go talk to Jill and such and such department. And then there's some motherfuckers that's just there getting a check and Joe in finance know just enough to process your shit and get you to fuck out his face. I like um, the conversation was like, so when I was younger, I got accepted to Cran. I don't even know. I never applied to Cranbrook. Cranbrook sent me something to the crib. Like we want you to come to our school. Uh, that's the in Eminem eight mile. You went to Cranbrook. That's yeah. a private school like that shit. And private my- boarding school in Detroit tuition is like 30 grand a year. And my parents was like, you want to go? And like, but you got to like stay there. Yeah. I was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, and you can't come home every weekend. <laughs> I'm like, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, they made the decision like, well, no. Well, you're going to stay in public school. You're a smart kid. And, he, I'm, and I was a smart kid. So I'm just going to be smart over here. Now, I, I understood both angles of the conversation, however, because MB was saying, well, they have access to different curriculums and different things that. I didn't have access to over here. Right. Um, And that's a valid point. So how do we get that to be uniform though? I don't know. Well, is it fair that the, that the private school have a, that has a, a different curriculum? I think that some of it has to do with like our elected officials. You know, some, if, if the school board that you got ain't working, vote the motherfuckers out. You know, sometimes there there might need to be a sweeping change in curriculum. I think schools should be able to cultivate young minds. That's when I look at like when you move on after high school, if you go on to like my my father went to Morehouse, my uncle went to Morehouse and my grandfather went to Morehouse. I think as, you know, young black men at that time, that was the best place to help cultivate their minds for the future. And I think sometimes you just need to put your children Make sure that they have those opportunities. Now, education doesn't always come from just sitting in the classroom. You know, sometimes you get an education from from hands on learning or from, you know, different experiences, traveling, going to museums, um, you know, learning trades. Some like learning can come from anywhere. You just have to know. For me as a parent, I know my children. Right. And getting to know them. Some of them are hands on and they need to touch something in order to learn. Some, some of my kids can sit in the classroom and just ingest that all day. Others, some of my kids are active and they need to, to move around in order to get 
the education and to get the tools that they need. And I think as a parent, you have to watch your children feed into their interests so you can continue to educate them because they're not going to learn everything from a book. They're not going to learn everything from a teacher or sitting behind a computer all day. Especially not men. No. Not boys. We don't learn. We don't. Boys don't learn the same way as girls. We got two. Like there's physically things as a teenage boy that's going on in my body that's not going to allow me to sit. I can't sit down for eight hours now. No, I, there's no I don't even way. try. I don't even try. You know, there's no way. I, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I, I can't be restricted that long. I got to move. I got to. I get up and walk away from my desk because that's what the fuck I need in order to function. Look, I got a wireless headset that I can be damn near outside. You know, that bitch got super long range. But you taking I, calls all day? If, if my team need help. That team, man, get back on task, dog. <laughs> but like, wh- what the the conversation that they were having was like, listen, stop thinking that this is inferior because it's black. Because ultimately, if we want to be one hundred percent real, when you think private school, you think white. Yeah. You think public school, you think black. And when you think black by definite by default, you it's think bad. less than. And it's like, why do you think everything that comes from you is bad? Everything that comes from you does not have to be bad. And ultimately, if you got a if you got a poor school system or you got a poor. If your schools are bad, I blame the parents. Well, how so? Because they're not bad. The book is still the book. It ain't the teach. The teacher ain't bad. They're dealing with behavior problems throughout the school. Okay, And that comes from the parent. Now, why is your kid fighting the teacher? You know what I'm saying? Why is your kid throwing books at the teacher? That shit happened in my middle school. Like one, a girl beat up the math teacher, like grabbed her by her hair, start beating her in her head. Matter of fact, and when I was in this, I got kicked out of school because a, a nigga at my table threw a book and hit the teacher in the head with that bitch. And it was like, who did it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, everybody at this table is getting suspended if you don't tell. Like, well, I'm not gonna be. Guess we all getting suspended. <laughs> I'm like, we. I'm not gonna be. We in school. all I don't snitching. know what happened, and this was before. Like, you just knew not to tell. Yeah. Uh, but like, it was it was frowned upon. Being a tattletale was frowned upon. Yeah, it's natural not to tell on people. But what I'm saying is, like, that wasn't the teacher fault. The teacher didn't do nothing wrong to get beat up in class. Like that's a she big, was just teaching in real life. And like when I got to cast, I was thinking like, damn, I need to go back to Miss Smith class because I don't know none of this shit. And I didn't, and not that I, I didn't know it because I wasn't like, nigga, she getting beat up in fucking class. How she supposed to teach? Right. Like she a great teacher. She was a professor at a college, and then she and she come to the hood with y'all little hoodlums. Her brother was the principal, so she goes from a, like a, in a college setting with adults damn near to like pay attention to. A bunch of <laughs> wow, <laughs> wildlings. Okay, <laughs> shout out to my Game of Thrones here. Yeah. Freaking wildlings and getting beat up. Like that's a parenting thing. That's a child going dealing with a whole bunch of stuff at home, and like that's not the teacher's fault. And I can't, I can't say fix my school if the problem that's happening in the school is that your kids are fucking the teachers up. Yeah. How do I fix that? That's it's- something that you need to fix. You know, there's somebody that we've had on the show who is an expert on this topic, and maybe we can have them back to to continue this. My good friend, Kina, that came through. Uh, She's been a cop. I know she's taught at the college level, high school and middle school. 
you know, she stepped away and worked has worked in administration for the past couple of years, is an author. She's about to come out with her second book. Can't wait to read it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure she could give us a lot of insight because I've heard her tell stories Man. about how she keeps control in the classroom. And, and what's so funny is these children are begging to be told what to do. Because, Kids need boundaries. They need them. Both of my aunts, they don't play. Like everybody, they do whatever they want with all the teachers. When Miss Delahousse walk in the room, everybody quiet. For, oh, here come Miss Delahousse. Yeah. Here come Miss Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it is. Like they begging for discipline at home. And it's unfortunate that a lot of parents, y'all doing a disservice to y'all children. They got real life problems. And I understand. It's just not fair that some of the stuff they got to deal with. So they take those problems. They're dealing with social issues. They take Kids those real eat. life problems and then they take it to school and be disruptive, which is why I said the type of parent would put their child in a private school is one who probably has enough funds to do so. Or I don't. I'm working extra hard, but. The value of that education is so important to me. And all these are like-minded family members or like-minded yeah. people who care about education that much. So their children are in this one location. And I think by default, because of that, the education is going to be better. Because you was in a school with black kids. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you black, you bad. No, but they no. were typical. They came from typical middle working, middle class working families. And like that, your, your mom was an educator, right? Uh, well, yeah, no. my mom taught. She taught in the classroom for a little bit. So she like, taught in the classroom for shit, damn near a decade. So like you come from a base where education is is high value. Yeah, my, my grandmother was a teacher. Both my grandparents were both my grandmothers were teachers. My grandfather had several different doctorate degrees. So I mean education was very important to, to my family. If you want to fix the schools, you gotta fix the parents. I know that sounds like it's not a direct correlation, but it is. Like these kid these people who want I wanna be a teacher. I want to go make 40000 a year and deal go less. with... Or, go less. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, 25 Like, no, that's not ideal. Like, I'm doing this because this is something I care about. Yeah, they want to cultivate young minds. One of my homegirls, she a teacher in uh, Chicago. You know what I'm saying? She teach 7th, 8th grade. Like, she loves it. And, it's, and she's taught in the public schools and she taught in the private schools. And though you make more money in the private schools... I'm choosing the public because these are the children that need the most help. These are kids that I identify with. Yeah. And via just talking to her and via her social media and everything like that, like there's an actual genuine love there. I don't like how everybody just like, well, these, you know, you got teachers that don't care. No, you might got a teacher that had a bad day and that's the one memory that you got. And you assign that to her forever. No, I can, I can think of a teacher very in particular that I had that did not give one fuck. It's one, I mean, one fuck. Niggas do that shit every day. I didn't do shit in his class for a whole semester and got an A. He didn't give one fuck. And, like, unfortunately, uh, a lot of our schooling is government mandated. It's not like we get a new school board for the city of Detroit. Y'all get a new curriculum. Remember the whole George Bush, the standardized testing? That's, like, national. Yeah. That's not like you can't just decide – we're not learning this today. And no child left behind, they social promotion. Bad. It is bad because they're, they're pushing these kids through. Social promotion is pushing kids through. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I had a, I got a partner of mine to teach 
that used to teach because he got out the classroom. But I remember he had a, told us a story like when he first started teaching, he had a kid that was 13 in the third grade. The other kids called him the boss. <laughs> he better be <laughs> shit. So, I mean, third grade, he was 13 in third grade. But like he talked to the principal like this motherfucker got to get out of here because he a motherfucking predator. You understand? You at 13, your mind at 13 you is seven. different for a nigga that's eight years old. Damn, you were like in the seventh or even eighth grade at 13. I was in the ninth grade at 13, my nigga. Really? Yes. Mm. I ain't turned 14 yeah, to November. That, yeah. yeah. That weird birthday. So I was, in, I was in the ninth grade at fucking 13 years old. You got to get the fuck up out of here because these is babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These, Literally. These, these are little girls, little boys. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. You should be in a smaller class. Or you should be somewhere else. Um, yeah. I remember when I went to school. Shout out to Jalen Rose. The Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. Who's given a public education or a private education for free. And those kids got like a 100% graduation rate. 93% graduation rate, but 100% college acceptance. That's crazy. Heart, right in the heart and soul of the city of Detroit, In Michigan. the neighborhood he grew up in. Yep. Like we got to understand that, and that's a charter school. Yeah, you got the kid. You you got to get out the mind frame that the charter schools are bad. My kids went to excellent charter schools. University prep was an excellent school. You got to get out that mind state. I understand you may have had a bad experience with. It's the same thing. You had a bad experience at one restaurant. Are you never go? It's a chain. You never going to any one of them ever again. Right. You had a bad experience at this particular school. What if it was a private school and all the, the and everybody in there was racist? Do you swear off private schools now? No, I'm just not going back to this private school. Right. So you got to figure out which what what works best for you. But we always say there shouldn't be like a blanket answer for everything. It can't be. It's got to go off personal experiences and what's best for you and your family. Man. But uh, I thought that was a really dope conversation in between them two, man. And and like just don't discount us, man. Like I, Killer Mike dropped a lot of jewels in that. Mm. Uh, num- one, one of the best quotes was marrying a black woman. Facts. Not like some of my critics. <laughs> yeah. Unlike some of my critics, I'm married to a black woman. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Which is my number one goal in life is to marry another black queen. Yeah. So, look, man, it was one other thing I did want to discuss, man, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I don't know these people. Uh, I never heard of these people um, before this article okay but long story short there's a um we ain't got to get into their names because that's not really what it matters but uh there's a couple who was together and one of the the lady um has alzheimer's right right and she's been suffering with that for the last 10 years or so mm-hmm. and the gentleman her husband her husband um now has a new girlfriend um he takes care of her full time but he has a girlfriend um and now the girlfriend lives inside of the home yes so what do you think about when your wife or and or significant other um has an illness or something that's that's allowing y'all not to be what y'all used to be mm-hmm. or intimate or whatever and but you still love this person i'm gonna take care of them until i can't take care of them no more do you think that it's so you should just stop all intimacy. Um, I'm never going because like, she's not like physically sick. I just don't remember. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just don't remember anything anymore. So the, the the discussion was, 
you're wrong for this or this in general how do you feel about the whole situation you know what man i, I can kind of look at it on a personal level i watched my mother who died of cancer yeah i saw my father take care of my mother up until she took her last breath same there, there was a point where she couldn't work no more she could barely do for herself and i watched my father care for her same and i've always i've been married before and no was I always the best husband hell no you know, I can accept my flaws and my faults, but I do take those vows very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's for better or worse, richer or poor, in sickness and in health. You know, the person that you marry, I got married at 22 years old. We were divorced by the time I was 32, I want to say. And she was a completely different person from the woman that I had fell in love with in high school and grew to marry. Yeah. I hope a, you were too. Oh, yeah. I mean, because... And I remember when we went through marriage counseling, our pastor told her that the person that you married today is not going to be the same person that you die next to. She's going to change three to four times because typically in 10 year spans, you continue to change. And I knew that if my ex-wife did strike ill at one point and it was looking bad, I remember being in the hospital with her and it wasn't looking good because she had gotten very ill. And granted, we were separated at the time, but I knew she was still legally my wife. And I made that commitment that if something were to happen to her, it's still my job to take care of her. And I think that is if you truly love somebody and not not just the superficial love, you know, not I love you when it's convenient because love is difficult. Love is hard. Love is challenging. Love is a choice. Yeah, it is. It's a daily choice. It is. I'm going to choose to do this. Because some days you don't want to you don't want to be in love. Some days I don't I don't like you. Yeah. But I still have to make that choice to continue to learn how to love you every single day. For me, that's unacceptable. You know, I can understand like anything can happen in life. You know, the, the person that you love can fall ill. They can get into a car accident. They can, you know, something tragic could happen that doesn't turn off that switch that you love that person. You know, we we can look at it personally w- within our circle, you know, and, and seeing people that we know care for loved ones that became ill, that became sick and stood by their side. I just think that that's what you when you make that vow to that person, sickness and health, better so, or worse, so you're ask. supposed to stand by them. So if your mate has another 30 years of life, they just don't have their memory no more. Do you say like, do you think your mate wants you to not that you still going to take care of him or whatever? Do you think your mate wants them to be with yourself, be by yourself for the next 30 years? I think they love me enough where they probably don't, but that I've, this is, this is a choice that I've made for myself. You know, I understand that shit ain't going to be perfect. I watch my parents be married, and I, I get that marriage ain't perfect. Yeah. You know, there are good days, there are bad days. You know, sometimes the shit just don't work how you want it to. You know, there was a point in time when I was married, and I lost financially, I lost everything. Everything. Every dime that I had to my name, I lost it. But my wife at the time was like, look, we'll go back to where we lived at. We'll figure it out. And we'll keep on moving. She could have easily walked away. But I mean, she loved me enough to believe in my dream and my passion that she didn't. And I just think that if you truly love somebody, even through their deficiencies, their defaults, 
through the good, through the bad. If you made that commitment and you're serious about your love, you stick that shit out. That's interesting. I hear you say that, Dan. It is, though. I mean, it, it probably is going to surprise a lot of people. No, but no, like, no, no, no. It's not that. So do we equate sex with love? I think sometimes we do, yeah. So, like, can you have sex with another person and still love your wife? I certainly could. So is it okay to do that for the next 30 years? I don't think that's okay, no. Uh, it's not. Now, it's, it's a simple fix that she can't fuck me, so I'll fuck somebody else. But, like. So, cause like, so some his of, wife is vulnerable, my, though, so, my nigga. But the, the the thing is, they say, well, why don't y'all get a why don't you get a divorce? Continue to take care of it for the rest of your life, and then you can date. Like this is semantics. Like yeah. I have volunteered the rest of my life into taking care of you. This is what I do every day. We rich. I don't need you know what I'm saying. I don't got a job. You yeah. know what I'm saying. We got we caked up, so I don't have to worry about going to work every day. I get up. And I take care of you. I I don't know how I don't know in that situation. Like, cause I I understand how it may look to other people, but other people's opinions ain't really what I care about, right? Right. Like, there's nothing physically wrong with you. Like, you're not like about to croak or whatever. You might fucking live the next forty years. Like, why would I, me personally? If I lost my mind and I don't remember nothing, my my wife. I don't want you to leave me. Yeah, take care of me. But I'm not going to deprive you of intimacy for the next 30 fucking years. What kind of person would I be? Me. I'm just talking about me. Okay. Not everybody else. It's not a judgment. No, no, no. I person. mean, that's, you know that's just like, for you. I ultimately want my mate to be happy. And guess what? If we decide that me and you, nothing's wrong with us, but I'm like, hey, this not working because I know that you're not happy. And my ultimate goal is to make you happy. Okay. And who knows your mate other better than you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know that I'm ready to be like, look, something happened to me. I don't give a fuck how long it is. You stick it out and you'll never talk to nobody else. I personally wouldn't want to do that to my mate. I you ain't about to leave me out in the I street. Mean, can, can you try and fuck me? Cause like this is my mind that's cloudy every now and again, but this dick still work. That's wild, though. You know what I'm saying? And it got to be very tough because the woman that you married don't know who you are no more. Some days, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what, I don't, that's a tough thing. I know some. But the days that she is there, like, isn't it tough on her to be, that you living in my house with this other woman? Very, it could be. Because I mean. Am I, am I, am like. Because I've, my grandmother had had dementia before she passed yeah some days she'd be sharp as a motherfucking tack she know everything that's going on some days i see her and she'd be yeah. ready to throw water on me because she don't know who the fuck i am and why right. am i in her house right right so i mean it's you had your good days and your bad days but like when she functioned on all cylinders and now it's becky in the other room like well, i guess apparently she helps uh, assist with taking care of her as well come on i'm not comfortable with that shit on an emotional level or you think like like I'm not hurting you. No, just like on the emotional level. Like I'm not I deal with logic over emotion. So logically <laughs> like I get it. It's another hand in the house to help. So who are you sleeping with at night? What you mean? When it's time to go to bed, do you sleep in a room with your girlfriend or do you go lay with your wife? I'll probably sleep with my girlfriend. Every night. 
Cause she she some nights she functioned on all ten. I wouldn't so me personally, if my wife suffered from dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever, I know that at any point she may wake up not in her right mind. I'm not about to have I'm not about to put her through that every fucking night. You wake up like who is this person next to me? Like that's a traumatic experience. I, I probably won't sleep in the bed with you. Okay. Because you at any point you may not know who I am. And that's why would I put you through that much trauma randomly every potentially every single night? No, I wouldn't sleep in the bed with you because that it just wouldn't be fair to you. Okay. And it may not be fair to me. You may uh, literally attack me. It wouldn't be fair to you. It's not gonna be fair to me. I'm in the bed with you, right? And I wanna I'm trying to get I'm I'm trying to get fresh in my wife and she don't remember who I am and now I feel like I'm a, like she feel like she's being attacked by No, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, just no, I'm just asking yeah. her. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, but like, no, I probably won't. And that's a one, this stuff isn't necessary. it's not really none of our business, but he went online and he's not and put it out. Of yeah, it, you he know put it out saying? there. But like I, I understand I understand it. And apparently the children are understand it too. Like they like we want our dad to be happy. Like I think if he was shitting on the mom and like not doing the right thing, like I'm just But is is another woman living in your house not shitting on on her in some capacity? I don't I don't I don't it, I guess it's a matter of opinion. Okay. In her in her in her lucid days, maybe she okay with it. Duh. Okay, I don't. You know I, like, I, we, I, I don't know. No, no. I guess we'll never have that answer. But but it's like, I would want my, I, I just would want my mate to be happy. Cause I can understand how miserable it could be. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very, cause you've seen it it's firsthand. A, it's a task taking care of somebody else. Yeah, and it's I a want, task. And I want some. If if somebody was taking care of me twenty four seven, I would want them to be with somebody. I would want somebody to help relieve that stress on them. Like you can't even fully take care of me if nobody's taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you're rich enough in that instance, hire a caretaker, have some help in the house. That's not, the, it ain't the same. Love is the difference. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Having someone to love you back. What, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. That's a real, real tough situation, man. And, uh, I don't pray to be in it at all. Nah. But if I was, I, I I do think I would want my uh, mate to be happy. But isn't it still cheating? Isn't it still infidelity? That's a matter of opinion. Okay. Because what you what you say, uh, you don't own nobody body. It's not yours. No, it's just your turn. You know what I'm saying? Well, in in general, like you still don't own nobody body, even to be married. Like you can't make me do like this is not yours. I will never own another person. Right. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I don't know if I ever had a right answer for that one. It's not. It's it's definitely not. But I saw the comments online and people were like bashing the dude. But I'm like, but what if it's not what if it's not done because I like a creep? I don't have any ill intent. Like I am literally still because if I wanted to be an asshole, I can just get the divorce and just be the fuck out and say there's enough money for you to get a, a get a caretaker. And just be happy and just go dip out. No, I still love this woman. Right. Like I, I did make a commitment for this person and I'm going to literally take care of you every single day for the rest of my life. In the meantime, I got a little girl. I got a little chick on the side who helps me stay up. 
no pun, <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? I got to get like, you know. The, Dick ain't going to suck itself. 30 years, maybe, dog. Like they relatively young, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, like she's not about to just because your brain don't work, don't mean your, 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 your body gonna, yeah, yeah. And like, I seen pictures of it, like she be up, like making sandwiches and shit like that. Like, she not like, man, that's wild. That's on a good day, though. Yeah, on a bad day, she don't know how to put her pants on. Yeah, literally. I, I yeah, got, I know a family, I mean, somebody who, who, uh, family member is going through it and. It's a struggle every day. Yeah, you just never know what person you're going to get when they wake up yeah. in the morning time. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'd have to do a lot of praying to the Lord above. How God, would, just give me the strength. Like, how would you tell somebody, hey, fam, you got to live without love for the next 30 years? But everybody's love language or form of love is different. Fam, you don't remember nothing. You can't love me. And, you, and since I can't... And, the person I love will never love me back. Nah, man. I don't believe that she'll never love you back, but maybe the way that she expressed love would be different. She don't remember who I am. She not every but but not every single day. Like there are good days. There I get what, I understand how dementia and Alzheimer's works. Like there there are good days, there are bad days. No, at she, first. Yes, at first. And then sometimes it deteriorates. It may just be one good day a year or it could you know what i'm saying but what i'm saying is how do you deprive someone of a basic need like as a human oh you need love and something when people who don't have love they're different people they are they they're not normal they're not they're not good people <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you're missing some shit like that but your body you were missing some shit and i don't i don't ever want to do that to somebody who i claim that i love the most in my life I want this. My I want my mate to be happy. I mean, that's a, ain't, ain't that what we all want at the end of the day is love and happiness. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I don't have a right answer for that one. Maybe y'all can chime in. We ask the shop. Yeah, yeah. We'll ask the shop what y'all think. But I, like. I don't want y'all knee-jerk reactions. I want you to actually think about it, situations that like you Like, for real. Because most of our listeners are of a certain demographic. Y'all been in real relationships before where you love the fuck out of somebody? Yeah. And, like, what what won't you do for love? Do you love that person enough to let them be happy? Or do you love them enough to even let them go? Mm. That's a tough spot. You, that's a tough spot to be in, man. Yeah. That's a tough spot to be in. <laughs> I, you know who else going crazy? Who? You heard this nigga Bill Cosby is in prison. <laughs> acting, acting like, like Dr. Cliff Huxley. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Dog? He going crazy, man. They throwing Cliff in the shoe. Yeah, man. They got him they got him in protective custody and he losing it. He yeah. see he sees sunlight an hour a day. Yeah. Doctor uh, He is cracking. I don't know what's wrong with that nigga though. First of all, he's old as shit. Maybe he got dementia. Or maybe he going through Alzheimer's. Or maybe that's just how he dealing with the time. Like, we all know niggas that's been locked up. You find your own way to, you don't let the time do you. You do the motherfucking time. And maybe that's how he he making it through. I don't want to laugh at this shit, but <laughs> it's a certain level of humor that I feel has got to be, that's got to be into this. <clears throat> that's got to be into this shit, man. Is he, oh, man. You think they raping Bill up in prison? 
I mean, I'm just being serious. Like, he's a man of a certain age. He can't really fight back. You know, is, is Bill Cosby becoming like a victim in prison and that's how he coping with the shit? Like, are niggas like trying to stuff they put and pop up, 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 doctor, up, doctor? That's a terrible thing to say, but I mean, oh, is, is it true? It could be. Could be, fam. Our niggas taking his cookies every day. That nigga trying to get out on some insanity shit, dog. I'm going to act like that. Man, get the fuck out of here. I wonder what his commissary looking like. He might be a victim. He <laughs> might be a victim. Yeah. He could be buying niggas Doritos to keep them off their ass. Yeah, dog. That's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. We had some really good conversations. Some of these other topics I want to talk about is going to throw it off, man. So... I'm That's not, fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna go into some of this shit. I will say, you niggas get on my fucking nerves, though. With what? So, so I got two who mans is this this week. Okay, I got a real one, but I'm gonna just gonna tell you how I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm just angry at some of you niggas, right? So, y'all been talking shit about Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all on her head. She do this. She do that. Like. Some of the shit just be basic shit that you do as the attorney general. You locked up more black people. Nigga, I'm the attorney general. I got It's my job to lock <laughs> up niggas. It's literally my job to lock up people. And shit, it's, I'm in California. And y'all niggas is a heavily populated state. <laughs> you niggas is wildly. I don't know what you, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. I didn't make you shoot the nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. Um, Cory Booker announced he, you know, he running for president. That's a very interesting nomination. I like Cory Booker. I do too. I've been looking at Cory Booker for quite some time, and I thought like last year that Kamala or Kamala and him were the two that can possibly run. I see niggas talking shit about Cory Booker already, and shit. I'm like, God damn! He just announced. He like, just announced today. Let him cook. They like, oh, so 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 she do hers on um, MLK Day, and then you do yours on the first day of Black History. Yeah, Who, they, they was like Kanye gonna do his on Juneteenth. <laughs> like, like first of all, y'all some fucking assholes. But guess what? All you fake ass pro black conscious pages and shit that I've been looking at, been shitting on Kamala, whatever. But there's a white woman. Her name is Marianne Williamson. Okay. She say she want to give black people a hundred billion dollars in reparations. Um, and she's going to give $10 billion every year to black leaders to do what they please. And then niggas is like, yeah, we should give her a shot. Like, nigga, what? You want to shit on a black woman, shit on a black man, and then the second the white woman come up and say, I'll give you niggas some money, oh, now we're going we gonna to put her up in the, we gonna put her up in the motherfucking limelight. Like, are you niggas fucking sick? Are y'all that so fucking dumb? No, it just don't work that easy. That hundred billion gonna go the same way as fucking Donald Trump wall. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, dog. And be the, the pro-black pages who you just got finished shitting on different people. And now you're gonna tell me this white woman is the woman that you're gonna that you're gonna lift up. Now I'm only bring I'm only pointing out the fact that of the quote unquote white woman because this is the pro-black pages that I be looking at. Right. Like, where you niggas get your... Like, I think y'all niggas is agents, dog. All these motherfucking pro-black pages on fucking Instagram and Facebook and shit, I think y'all post some shit that may be true, and then they pay y'all to post some false shit to get people off the scent. I think y'all niggas is working for the other people, fam. 
I don't like you niggas. And who are, are y'all? But this week's actual whose man's is this goes to Terry Crews. Okay. Now, let's just have a little bit of real talk right quick, man. You know, rape is real. Men rape women, right? Right. And it's bad because physically the woman really can't do nothing. Like that's that's the that's the whole thing. I'm stronger than you. I can take advantage of you. I can forcibly do things to you. My power stripping it away. Yeah. A lot of men don't get physically raped. I think what well, a lot as in relatively speaking. I think more women get forcibly raped, right? Mm-hmm. So there is literally a power dynamic. I am stronger. I can do whatever I want to you. In the instance of Terry Crews, I think you're failing to realize why niggas don't like you. Because you are physically imposing. A man who is not physically imposing comes up to you and grabs you inappropriately and you choose to do nothing. I didn't. That doesn't mean you have to physically attack him or whatever, but you can say you can remove that man's hands from your balls and say, fam, you can't touch me that way. Right. No, you didn't do that. You want to you, you go the different route. However, D.L. Hughley does an interview with Vlad last July. And he's like, man, God gave you muscles so you can get niggas <laughs> up off you and shit. And now he mad talking about he slapped the shit out. Or what if I slapped the shit out of you? He said, what if he, he said he slapped D.L.? What if he slapped 50 Cent? Why not? Why you want to be tough with us, fam? And you ain't had no smoke for that nigga that fondled your motherfucking balls in front of your wife. Like I don't, I don't get it. What you mean? Like why you so fucking tough with us? You couldn't even stand up for your fucking self physically when someone smaller than you grabs you. A nigga that you that works for you, you his, his you his boss. He an agent, nigga. That nigga grabbed your balls in public in front of your fucking wife in a crowded room and you ain't say shit. But now you want to get on fucking internet talking about what if I slap the shit out of you? Nigga. T- <laughs> t- this nigga from Flint, ain't he? Uh, I think so. Man, Flint, y'all got to get what curve got he at, dog? Go get your man, dog. <laughs> What's up, man? Y'all got to get your nigga, dog. Because first off, you come up with this little muscle flex and shit. I'm going to shoot you in your fucking head. Damn, that sounded bold. I mean, like, come on, fam. What kind of shit is this, fam? You, <laughs> you not supposed to. You he not just sp- had to say something. That's all. How do how do you let a little person take advantage of you? Like, how do you how? I don't have no good. How, how do you let someone you are physically stronger than physically assault you and you do nothing? Do your arms not work? Do your mouth not work? Maybe you take the high road. Oh, the high road is not me beating you to death, but the high road is saying, hey, that's not okay with me. The high road is using your fucking mouth and say something to the man, not cower into a fucking ball and wait months later and try to jump on this Me Too movement and shit. Do you really think that's what it was about? 100%. Okay. Because if he was, if he wasn't a white, but I mean, maybe victims, victims no, in a that. lot of cases, I'm not, don't want to just I'm come not, out. I'm not putting them in the victim category. I'm putting you in the opportunist category. Because if that man wasn't what I guess you deem as uh, powerful or successful, who could hurt your career, because that's what he said. He thought about his career. Fam, you getting physically attacked, physically assaulted in a way that you're uncomfortable with, and the first thing you can think about is your career. No, you got to think about yourself, self-preservation, fight or flight. 
You was thinking about another F word. <laughs> oh, come on, Jay. I'm just not a fan. I don't I don't respect that shit, dog. Okay. If you're not gonna stand up for yourself in the actual so a lot of people are talking about what they will do, whatever, but sometimes you are actually tested and your your metal is tested, and this is when you actually have to back up everything that you're saying. And do something. You didn't do nothing. You didn't even say anything though. It don't mean you gotta be violent. You don't gotta jump out the screen, but you can remove a nigga hands from your fucking boss. You can say, hey, fam, what you doing, dog? I don't get down like that. Nothing? And then you come out months later, you you, you attach to yourself to this. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not with that shit. I get it. Men do, men are victims of sexual assault often. But in this particular case, don't talk about what you're gonna do to another nigga, nigga, and you ain't do that to your the actual person. Fair enough. Who mans is this? I'm not stand, I'm not making no fucking avatars and talking about I stand with Terry Crews. I tell you that, goddammit. I'd love to see Terry Crews smack the shit out of 50 Cent. Just to see if he got the balls to do it. Make it soft. Okay. Uh, my music pick of the week. You're really perturbed by this. What kind of nigga is this, dog? What if I slapped the shit out of you? What if you would have slapped the shit out of the nigga that grabbed your fucking balls, nigga? <laughs> T money. You remember that? Yeah, nigga? I do. Battle Dome, nigga. T money. If you don't get your bitch ass, your stereotype, your st- nigga, you ain't never played nothing other than a stereotype in every fucking role. Tell me one role he ain't play a stereotype. I mean, it's in. hard for black actors out here. No, it ain't. What? What? Denzel got different roles. Shit, Denzel is a different type of actor. Okay, well, let me. Uh, fucking Little Rail got different roles. That nigga uh, in all type of shit. I mean, I don't know how it is to get into acting. I don't know. I don't know how you go getting different roles. Well, you know, your character is is who you are when ain't nobody looking. So when a nigga offer you some shit that may not be for a lot of money or maybe for a lot of money, but you got to put yourself in a compromised situation. Don't nobody tell you to say yes. You don't got to say yes. If being a star in Hollywood is going to compromise your morals or your character, you not going to be a star in Hollywood. If you're okay with your morals and your and everything being compromised, then don't come tell me about no shit afterwards. You was okay with this shit. It's okay to say no. And no is a complete answer. It is. <laughs> no, period. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be the 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 the, the Detroit or the Flint thug with a fucking with shirtless with a fucking gold chain that's with a money sign on it and a pimp hat and walk to the ring like fucking D Lo Brown and shit <laughs> from WWF. Like, no, I'm not playing that character. I'm not gonna play the ex con who's really gay coming out of prison because that's like a thing. Damon! You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not gonna play that. I'm not gonna play the goof. Like, I'm no, I'm not no. Oh man! And he did try and rape Money Mike in the movie. Now, what you was perpetrating to happen? <laughs> and you didn't that nigga had you by your balls? <laughs> he did <laughs> with a bare pocket. <laughs> and he was smaller than him. Maybe that was foreshadowing. Ah, oh, Jay, fuck out of here! What a bell, my nigga. There you go. Bro. Oh fuck man, that's too far away. <laughs> my music pick of the week. I'm going with another uh, hometown hero. Sada Baby and Bartier Bounty. Yeah. <laughs> I fucks with Sada. It's 20 tracks, but the shit fucking goes. Uh, a pimp named Drip That. That shit fire, <laughs> Is my shit. 
Uh, Block Party's on here too, which is a good ass song. And uh, Cheat Code. I fuck with Cheat Code too. So, Sada Baby, Bartier Bounty. This project really goes. like It does. <laughs> 20, 20 tracks and it goes. It's fire. So, I fucks with it. Anything okay. else, man? No, nah, man. Do you do you have who bars is these? Um, I do. I do got some bars. Um, I do. Got you, we don't. We don't forgot about it. The I last did few forget weeks. about. Fuck. <laughs> I did, man. I, and I, I, I even mentioned that last week to us. So uh, let me uh, get my shit together. All right, whose bars is these? So if y'all don't know what who bars is these, I'm gonna say some um, lyrics. Um, you gotta respond. Um, on social media with the artist and the song. You know what I'm saying? Screenshot, tag us in it, hashtag who bars are these. All right. So I don't understand how these cats sip daiquiris. Like it's all good down at the hit factory. Be on 54, whole click back of me. Should I click clackery or take your wrist rappery? I ain't no rapper B. I skeet Uzis. And I can't act turn down three movies. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh shit, I wanna write the whole fucking verse. <laughs> Give me your juice, your chain and your cash, and your food. I eat your food fast. My rude ass carry three weapons and I give your face a C section. Keep stepping. <laughs> Who bars is these, dog? I have no clue what that is. Really? Right How dare you? Off the top of my head, the shit does not even sound oh, familiar. Shit. Man, imagine me wake up 7.30 with work. I'd rather run the street 7.30 with work. work. <laughs> okay, now I, know, right. now I know who this is. Who bars is these, man? Benediction, man. Uh, it's Dame going wild on everything that matters. Twitter, Instagram, holla at your mans. Uh, Jay Johnson 313, follow Shop Talk Podcast. Follow uh, Shop Talk Podcast Studios, you know what I'm saying? You can go to the website, Shop Talk Bo- Shop Talk com, you know click on that booking book some time also man i really wanted to mention this to you dog i'm not saying we the really <laughs> i'm not saying we the rockefeller really two <laughs> weeks in a row jay i'm not saying we the rockefeller podcast but we are jay and dame peace <laughs> last week i actually got it right that was the week before <laughs>